Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Helena, Helena Steiner Hornstein. My address is Dr. Helena Info at Yahoo.com. And my my uh, website is www.findingyourinnerlight.com and body-soul connection is soon coming back. It will be with you in a few days. Hopefully, it has been down for, I don't know, for just technical reasons, I would say. And anyway, everything should be back to normal, hopefully. Soon, in a few days, from this recording, We are celebrating Valentine's Day all over the world. This is so incredible that we have to celebrate love. (laughs) Love, yes, that all of us have a chance and a possibility celebrating love. You have no idea how many people who come to me And they have their usual problems of whatever it is. But then always at the end of a session, they mention something. Oh, how do I find love? I need someone to love. I have so much love tucked away in me. How do I find it? Sorry, I had to close the door here. So... I made a little step off the microphone, so I'm back. And many times I have thought that I could actually start a dating dating, um, agency because I have so many of my clients who just would like to meet someone else of the opposite gender. And sometimes I see people who really would be good for each other and I try to put them together, not forcing them and not telling them that this is my intention, but I try to put them next to each other in the workshop or appointments next to each other. And the strange thing is, each time when I tried it that way, somehow one of them has screwed it up. And they never saw each other, never met each other, because someone decided to come another day or to be too late or something like this. So it means it's almost we have something in us to sabotage us. And why could that be? And I was thinking about that maybe because uh, we do make it that way. We, we, We do make it that way ourselves through our doubts and fear, and then we, we just increase that. If we have little feelings of doubt, oh, I cannot find anyone, we start to build up that doubt in us. And, uh, and then it's taking you over. Valentine, it was a martyr. He lived during Roman times. And he was talking. He was preaching. But he talked about love and light and happy things and loving each other. I suppose it didn't suit 
those in charge because they had a different kind of religion, which was the Christian religion, which was building up a belief in someone up in the heavens, far away from you, and that you were a sinner because you had killed his son. This is the foundation, I would say, for the Christian belief. So he had a different take on this. And of course, this this was a cause for alarms from the government, or the church, rather. So they put out a, a warrant for his arrest. And how would they recognize him? Because in those days, you didn't have cameras, and you didn't have any way of printing out anything. So the soldiers didn't know who he was, unless they would have seen him in person. But it wasn't always that easy. One thing about Valentine, or Valentino, as was his name at that time, and Valentino was a very common name. It was just that lots of guys, lots of young boys were called Valentino during uh, that time. And I think still today there are lots of Valentinos out there. So he um, wore a ring with a cupid and was a very large thing with this cupid on it. And the cupid is a Greek god representing love and passion and desire. And because of this ring, and he waved his hands around, the Romans could recognize him, and they arrested him. And on the 14th of February, so is history, at least, in the year 269, I wrote that down for you, they, um, they killed him, I suppose, tortured him, and they killed him. And um, he became later on a saint representing love and the heart that we have for to represent love. Where did that come from? Well, some people like to say that already a Valentino was distributing little drawings of hearts to people to show them some kind of symbol for love. But when you start to do some research in this, it didn't start until several thousand years later in the 1200s. And what happened was that the heart at that time was upside down, so it pointed up instead of the peak, you know, the, the point that pointing down like today. And some psychologist professor somewhere decided, and he studied symbols of all kinds, and he decided that, oh no, this must be just a symbol representing the passion. And uh, we had Ruben later on in the Middle Ages, and you know, the artist Ruben. He painted all those big, well-rounded women, big breasts and big rounded bottoms, that was he liked. So maybe that also had something to do that, of course, it was a few hundred years later, it was easy to think that when you saw those derriers or those bottoms of the women, that this would be part of the heart symbol, the way it looked at that time. Again, representing the passion, uh, of course, from the male side, like everything else. <laughs> you hear how I'm talking? So um, that was Valentino. He's, he's done 
a good thing for us, though, that he started this movement of love and light. I always add light when I say love because they are on the same level. How do you attract love? Well, that's a good question. And I suppose this is what we all want to know. Have you noticed when you have a pet, when you feel absolutely fearless and you feel you cannot do anything wrong and you look at the pet and you just love that pet unconditionally, you put no demands on that pet, that is a form of unconditional love. If you start to show that around the world, to those you meet, I suppose the guys to the to the women and the women to the guys or whoever you prefer out there, when you start to look at people out there like some loving pets and you have nothing to fear, they feel less threatened to come to you and you're charging yourself with this feeling so well, I love, I want to give, I want you to love me and I want you know, I want us to love each other. That kind of feeling, unconditional, innocently, no conditions, no limits on anything. When I was uh, in high school as a teenager, and we girls kind of always uh, like to look at boys and see who would be nice to fall in love with and so on, I always had boyfriends because I had grown up with boys and played with them. You know, boys' games would about building little inventions and whatever we would do, playing games and all kinds. So I was never into the girl things, how to do things. So I was very much with the boys and I was thinking like a boy. So I didn't have any problem getting together with the boy. They didn't feel threatened with me the same way they would do with the other girls. But of course, I fell in love here and there. And I noticed when I fell in love and was in love. Now, all the others wanted to be with me too. And I talked to my girlfriends about these things. And they said, yes, it's so true. When I'm in love, now all the other boys who never saw me before, now they're suddenly discovering me. And it's only because when we are in love, we are sending out a different frequency of energy. It's a vibrational code that is just being sent out from you, and that's hitting others. And that is how it works. It's quite easy to attract love. Once you are charging yourself that way, you are a power station. How many times have I not said that in, in one of our sessions? You know, It's just we are incredible power stations. We are charging ourselves with love and non-life and hatred and in innocence and with superiority. We charge ourselves with all those qualities all the time. You are the one who 
starts your future. Yes, you are the one to start your your future because you are creating your future through your feelings and your thoughts. And this is how you can attract love. So let's start now. And you just feel yourself with this feeling of love and light. And the center for this is right in the center of your chest area. That's a heart chakra. That is the center for love and light. That combination love-light. The astral light is even further in the solar plexus. So this is the power that you represent. And now you just form that desire that you are love. I am love. And you're sending out this energy all around you. Maybe to someone special, you just send it out around you and feel very, very secure what, about what you are doing. So it's actually easy to attract love. You can make it the other way around. You can do it the other way around that you don't want love. Then you can send that energy out too. Somehow we are doing that automatically because we are very critical about things. I have been with people where I met them as clients or as friends or whatever on my way. And they have been so much looking for someone. I Oh, can I find someone I can love? They're looking for a person who's supposed to look a certain way who's supposed to behave a certain way, who's supposed to be, you know, attractive or dress well, and God knows all those things. So they set out conditions. That is conditional love. That's not an easy thing. It's very, very hard to maintain conditional love. That's when you meet someone who's very attractive, and then, you're married to each other and that other person is not attractive anymore. Now, you start to have problems in your relationship and it will end because you'd really never love that other person. But if you really love someone, you don't set up conditions unless these are conditions that are really very hard to live with, like alcoholism or something like that. No. You have to do one thing in any relationship, and that is respect. It comes first, but it includes the relationship with you. You have to respect yourself. You are worth it. Isn't that nice? You are worth honor and respect. Whoever you live with, and you never get honor and respect, Well, love, that is physical many times for many people. But this love and honor, this is the foundation for any relationship. I do officiate weddings. And I make very sure that I include this love and honor 
respect your partner. It means also to give support at all times with your partner. Isn't that nice to have this loving relationship where you support your partner, both of you? Both of you have to give 100%. So once you start to charge yourself with those qualities of loving and honoring others, you will be like a signal of love, like a magnet of love. So start to think about yourself as a magnet of love. That means not too many conditions. When you have love, you also have empathy for others. What is empathy? It's just that you make a different kind of observation with people. You love them in a very unconditional love with understanding. Oh, I need my soulmate. I can hear that from somewhere. I need a soulmate who understands me. And what is a soulmate? Because there is such a thing. You know when you meet a soulmate. It's like you have some kind of unconditional understanding between each other. It's easy to be with this person. You're not afraid to be with this person. You're not afraid of doing anything wrong with this person. You just feel that this person is part of you. And you are part of the other person. You are very, very deeply connecting, connected somewhere between you. But it's not a needy kind of connection. It's not, oh, I have to be with you, otherwise I cannot inspire myself to writing this piece of music and things like this that I've heard from others. No, it's a, it's a deep union of love energies. And once you love, you also have this sense of being free. You give freedom not only to yourself, but to your partner. And when you are free, there's one thing that you need in that, trusting. You need to have a trust. There's something we forget very much, the trust feeling, the trust energy. One of our chakras represent trust. I work with that. I look at people and see where the trust sits. And that's not only trusting themselves, but it's just trusting spirit, trusting life, trusting everything around us. So love, the problems we have with love many times is that we're making it so conditional. Conditional love, this is what I see mostly out. Oh, yes, you're pretty. I love you already. Oh, you bake these beautiful cakes. Oh, I love you. I want to marry you. You know, they say it often as a joke. But it very much represents also the way society looks at love. So is there such a thing as love? Yes. You see that everywhere. You see it among the animals. 
I've seen so many animals on the way who had love for themselves and for other animals like their own breed, but also for other breeds. Because if there was no one else of their own breed around, they would just love someone else. I saw a rabbit, I saw a video with a rabbit, a little rabbit who loved a deer. And they had the best of relationships. They needed each other somehow and they were allowed to be together. Here in where I live, on the west coast of, of Florida, there is a place they call the Big Cats Reservation. And there they have lions and they have they have so many of those exotic animals. However, they don't put them in little cages. They give them lots of room to run around. In one of those fenced-in places, they have a lion and a wolf together. They're completely different. And when I saw them, the wolf was running around with sticks trying to please the lion who just kind of couldn't care less at that moment. Still, different breeds can be together. And it's the same with us human beings. We can be together if we're different breeds, just as long as we have this point of understanding, this kind of unconditional love together. Unfortunately, in this world, we have a world that is ruled by egomaniacs. You know exactly who and what I mean. Unfortunate, unfortunate, there is no love there. These are those who represent the other side. What can we do? I believe, and I truly believe, if we send those people light, love and light, they will eventually receive it and fade away. I truly believe that. During World War II, I heard there were lots of groups who did that with Hitler. Yes, he did fade away. He didn't live on. And he didn't continue his war. No. Somehow he didn't have the strength anymore. Everything he did failed. So if we now start to send that energy to those egomaniacs who are hurting the world and others, you have to agree that. I dare say that. If we start to send this energy of love and light to them, somehow the darkness they represent will go away. I truly, truly believe that because this is healing. This is what I do with negative energy in the body of people. I send that negative energy in the body called sickness or whatever the condition can be. And once the light hits that energy of darkness, of the sickness in that person, that darkness fades away. It can never be increased because if you send light to darkness, it will light up and turn into light. 
darkness cannot survive in the light. The light can survive in the darkness because the darkness cannot be sent into the light. It will be destroyed. And that's what I mean. The good, meaning the light, love and light, will be the one to take over. As long as you start to make that flow strong enough, because the darkness is very powerful. We know that. And it's instantaneous. It just goes, it's like dropping a bomb. So whatever you do, just wanting love. I'm going back to don't put yourself down and never say, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough for this. Or maybe I don't deserve any love. Everyone deserves love and light in their body. Everyone does. So begin to accept you for the one you are. And begin also to, to fix yourself up if you feel, oh, I'm not pretty enough. Well, maybe you just need to change your hairdo or put up some makeup if you're a girl. Change the way you dress yourself because that's important. That you dress up to certain standards for you. So you look good and proud about you. Doesn't mean you have to wear any expensive clothes. Just kind of care, you know, to show care. You should almost write that down. C-A-R-E. Care is one of the big words for love, to moving forward in your life and for healing. Care, to care about something. Really care. Care about you. So never compare yourself with others. Just see, how can I be me? How can I be one with that power called love and light? And that is the time when you begin to shine. And that is also the time when you will feel, oh, I will find someone. Yes, of course I will find someone. I'm ready to receive right now. So to find love in a way is to find the truth about yourself. Yes, you are very special and you are very unique. There are so many little things about you that you can express even more. So start to create the feeling of peace within you without comparing yourself with others that you feel are better or know more than you do, and just be pleased with the one that you are. And now, start to go out in the world and be on a road of discovery. You look good. You're happy. You will meet people. If you want to meet others, never isolate yourself. Smile a lot. On your way, try to be helpful. Why do some people not want to be in a relationship with love? I'll tell you the reason. The reason is that they are simply afraid. They're afraid of commitment. They're afraid of responsibility, of love. 
I officiate weddings from time to time. This is what I do as a minister. This is fun. How many times have I seen reluctant men, usually men, who were kind of pulled into this situation to get married? And you have had an eager woman who really wanted this man. (laughs) Somehow she got him to the altar, meaning... I don't have an altar when I do weddings because usually they are in, in out in nature or in somebody's home or on the ocean or something like this. But here you have this man who stands there completely dazed, not quite knowing why am I doing this, why am I doing this. This is not the right way for the relationship. It means if your man is so afraid of making a commitment with you or a future with you, maybe you should just move on because there are people out there who will love, who have not that fear of love or commitment being with someone, who feel responsible because when you love, you feel you want to do everything for that other person. And you're so willing to just commit yourself to being with this person. You're not afraid. So there you can't begin to think that don't waste your time on those who who don't give you the time, so to speak, who want to make a career instead. Sometimes there are those who say, well, I don't want to get married now. Let's continue dating I want to focus on my career. And that's an honest answer now, you know. Then there are those who get to be infatuated with you. They just fall right over with you and they offer you the world. They keep on giving you gifts and gifts and gifts. Is this love? This is not love. It's certainly not soulmate. Soulmate, you feel deep down in you in a different way. And another thing is, they say opposites attract each other. Oh, yes, they do. I know that. And it's a wonderful way to get to know each other. However, it turns it into a difficult relationship many times. And usually, you have to work really, 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 really hard to make it last. So that is so much for the differences. The differences that I've heard and found are the hardest ones to overcome are actually social differences. That you are on different social levels and you have different levels of education and you have different levels of culture on the whole. That makes it harder. So that is something you have to take into consideration also. And I know I have always married someone from a different culture, meaning from a different country. And it takes a lot of extra work. And different thoughts. It's been, for me, being from Sweden, the hardest country to come to and being married in was 
in America. Because in America, you're so much more conservative about what the woman does and what she is meant to do than you see in Europe. At least when I came here, it was so different. It was so behind Europe. I had the toughest time surviving with, oh, we're a woman. You're not supposed to get any higher education, that kind of thing, which I had. And it was really hard. Oh, you're a woman. You're not supposed to speak out too much. And I, when I, we had social gatherings from Europe, I was used to mingling with men. And we would talk. But in, in America, it seemed the women went to the women's side and sat with the women and talked with the women and was totally breaking the rules, going to the men and chatting with them. It was almost like immoral, <laughs> or at least in, in what I saw, and was not in family circles because that didn't matter, but in the social, more, more kind of social circles, that's the way it was. And I don't think it's quite that way among younger people today, but in the more mature circles, that is the way it was and still is. I can tell you that. I saw that just a couple of days ago that, oh, no, I was expected to go to the women. So I did. And it's okay. So social differences can be very hard to overcome if you don't show enough understanding and don't try to educate yourself during the process of trying to get to know it. Because everyone has different rules wherever you are. Well, I think this is about it, talk about attracting love. What I would like to say as a conclusion, it starts with you. How do you think about you? What energy do you send out? Never send out, oh, I'm so miserable. I need a man. Please find me. Please come on my way. That will never work. Because this is part of the universal thought. And the universe wants to surprise you. Because the universe is the one to put things together, basically. So go out there and program yourself to meeting someone with joy and pleasure. And imagine, I already have him. He's already here with me. And feel so grateful about it. And walk around with a smile on your face. And it works. The best relationships I have had, well, first, the husbands, all my husbands are found through mutual friends. I think that's the very best way of finding someone if you have enough friends. And out there, half of the people with good relationships with someone, find them through mutual friends, one way or the other. And, of course, at work. Then nowadays you go to the Internet and you can find people. I know lots of people have found good relationships over the Internet. Of course, you have to watch out for certain things, but that is another thing we're not going to talk about now. You just have to trust your gut feeling about many things. So I think 
that is the thing that you, it starts with you, whoever and whatever you want, it starts with you. And now begin to relax and relax. And within you, there is that place that knows all, feels all. And it's so well connected with all and everything in this universe, on this planet, and out around us, where you move, where you live, and also within you. This is where you have your universe. And what is the universe? It's a field of frequencies. Yes, the universe consists of a field of energies, of frequencies, of vibrations. And you are part of this field of energies, of vibrations. So you are responsible for programming yourself into this field of wishes, of talent. And you feel more and more and more that you are creating a field of energy, of love within you. And you're sending that desire of love around you right now. You take a deep, deep breath. You feel it. You know it. You are so confident that you are a being of love and light because this is your source. I am the light. And you love that loving light within you. And you begin to feel how you open it up more and more and more. Opening up that field of energy, of loving energy within you. You're sending that out with love. If you have someone already in your life, you send them that love and light energy already now and make yourself feel closer and closer at this very moment, you are so relaxed, so completely relaxed. You feel more and more comfortable being in this light. And now, it's like you see that person of love and light entering to your circle, your own circle of love and light. Ah, you give like a big sigh of relief. I am a shiny light. I am a shiny light. And now I'm going out in the world, into my world, spreading that love and light of peace, 
of conflict, of a spiritual union at this very moment. And now, you say thanks for what you know of you. Yes, you know what is ahead of you. You take a deep breath. And now, you imagine yourself standing in a garden, in a beautiful garden with someone representing love and light in your life. It can be your spiritual guide. It can be your partner. It can be someone from the future who is now entering into your life, into the energy of love and light within you. And in an instant, you give thanks and you begin to feel so grateful, so thankful for your possibilities out there in the world. Yes, you give thanks and you relax and relax and you imagine yourself in a ball of light. This ball of light is totally, totally enclosing you into an energy. And this energy is there for you. More and more and more. I am a shiny light. And now slowly, slowly, slowly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now you open your eyes again. And this is Helena Steiner Hornstein being with you. And I will be with you soon again. Take care of yourself. And remember, you are full of love and light. Start to shine and enjoy it. Thank you very much. My website is www.findingyourinnerlight.com and bodysoulconnection.com that's coming back. Hopefully in a few days. We just got a grip on it. Thank you so much. My email is Dr. Dr. Helena, info short for information, at yahoo.com. Dr. Helena, info at yahoo.com. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day ahead of you. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.